Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellita. Sell-off in technology spoiled an otherwise upbeat day for U.S. stocks as companies from Apple to NVIDIA tumbled. The British pound dropped as the U.K.'s ruling Conservative Party lost its parliamentary majority. Gold down 1040 the ounce to 1269, down eight-tenths of one percent. Crude oil up 21 cents a barrel to 45.85, up five tenths of one percent. The tenure down 4.30 seconds. The yield there 2.20 percent. S&P down two points to 24.31, a drop there of one tenth of one percent. The S&P was trading at an interday record. The Dow up 89 to 21,271. That is a record up four tenths of one percent. Nasdaq down 113 points. Dropped a day of 1.8%. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. You listen to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. Well, certainly one of the day's big stories, of course, is the U.K. elections, the surprising outcome. Let's talk a bit about the economic and market side of this. Erica Nielsen is with us, Global Chief Economist at Unicredit, based in London. He's been in the States the last couple of days. He's in our Bloomberg 1130 studio here in New York. Corey, I've been having a great conversation with him. Just <laughs> We're talking about what's going on around the world. First up, though, Eric, welcome to Bloomberg Radio. Thank you. Tell us about how investors should look at the outcome of the U.S., uh, U.S., the U.K. election? They should be worried. Uh, first of all, I think I think you have to recognize that we have a real political mess in Britain now. We have a prime minister who has become basically powerless. And you have seen this illustrated today by the fact that, that all the key ministers, we expected them to be rotated or removed, some of them, they all keep the job because he cannot take anybody out now for fear that he get backstabbed. He is as weak as a prime minister as we ever had. She's going to hold anybody who's true to her at this right, point. Right, right, and, and, and not upset the, the cart, in a sense. Um, at the same time, the, the, this weakness and the fact that she has to rely also on the Northern Irish uh, Unionist, which is a somewhat peculiar political party in mm-hmm. terms of, of views, <laughs> from socially extremely conservative, much more than, than in England or in Scotland for almost anybody, but then pro-Europe in a sense that they want the border to Ireland to remain open, which is a major, major issue, even all the way back from the Good Friday Agreement is, is part of it. So she has to, to juggle all these things at, in an area which is immensely complicated. So the bottom line of this is almost certainly this means that the Brexit will be either hard or very hard. So the chance of, of a good outcome, I think, has almost disappeared now. Does it mean Brexit doesn't happen? No, no. There, okay. there is no way out. And the unfortunate thing, and this is also Theresa May's fault to some extent, because what, what, what you see in Britain now is that the, the narrative in the public discussion is it's them against us. That's the way she framed it, right? It is a, it's, it, she has, we need, her term was, we need a, a strong and stable leader. That's me, Theresa May. We need this because they're ganging up on us. That was reduced to one term, the 27. So the whole feeling when you, when you talk to people who otherwise were quite pro-European, they're now suddenly saying that it's, the, the Europeans are not being very fair to us and stuff, and we have to stand together. And if we had a democratic election, we have to live with this sort of thing. So the, the probability of another, of a reversal of the decision, if you will, I think, Never say zero, but next to zero in terms of probability. 
Uh, it's remarkable, uh, this. And, and, and you mentioned the, the strange bedfellows that uh, are being made by yeah. these with politics. And, and Ireland looms large in this. Yes. The, the conflict in Ireland, the conflict in Northern Ireland still uh, having playing a big part of this. Yes, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's a, it is a, it's very, very complicated. So for the listener who don't maybe fully understand, right, Ireland is, is not only part of the EU. Or, or, or the anchor, because I don't fully understand. That. Oh, <laughs> sorry. The, so Ireland is, is, is also part of the Eurozone. They are as integrated in Europe as can be. They have the, the UK's only land border with the EU is in North, between Northern Ireland and Ireland, right? That border has been open since the Good Friday Agreement that Bill Clinton helped broker and from from the American side, right, and and helped to put, basically put an end to terror in Northern Ireland. Right? Mm-hmm. This this is it's so ingrained in the Irish that this must stay open, but it cannot stay open if they leave and at least not stay part of the single market, and that is almost impossible to imagine now. Wow, it's just a crazy world that we're living in. Um, <laughs> what does this potentially mean to the UK economy, this outcome? It's not good. And uh, and the, the, the thing you have to keep in mind is that the UK economy is already slowing down quite quickly right now. That has not a lot to do with the Brexit story. It is just that if you sort of think about economics, the US came out of the recession about two years earlier than Europe, mm-hmm. and Britain came out about the same time. And as you see some weakness now in the U.S., not dramatic, but a little bit of weakness, we have that in, in the U.K., and we have full employment. So you have a, a quite a, a – you have to, it's difficult to see good growth for a bit. And now comes the uncertainty on top of it. Um, so we think growth in, in the U.K. can easily drop down to half a percent or maybe maybe touching zero. We could go into a recession again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pound selling off quite significantly, uh, and things are tough, right? It, it's it's a it's a bad decision and it's badly managed right now. Um, so, does this coalition hold? Are there are there uh, where are the? Let me re-ask that. Since who knows? Um, yeah. What are the cracks that that could emerge or already have emerged in this coalition? Oh, that there are almost too many to count. Right? The, the first the first thing you you have to wonder about. How can Theresa May remain prime minister? She gambled big for her party and lost, right? She, she had an eight-per-seat majority. She now has a, a minority and has to rely on a, on a partner who has never been in government before, who has an agenda completely different from anybody else and, and, and very uh, uh, sort of strange in a way. way we, I mean, on, on, we're talking about the, Nor- uh, the Northern Irish uh, Unionist Party. They, they are going so, for example, on social policies. They are uh, they, are, they are anti-gay, anti-abortion. They are they are like your Christian right, if you will. They they are quite uh, and that's for for Great Britain and Europe, pretty extreme policies, right? And then they are they are they are for, for higher pension, quite fiscally irresponsible, and it's an extremely weak government in Northern Ireland already. So, just got twenty seconds here, Eric. You've been meeting with clients. What is the one thing in particular that you're finding that most comes up in your discussions? Just quickly. Uh, for me, because I'm working for a European bank, it's, it's, it's Europe. It is the, the prospect of Macron in France and Merkel in Germany doing something big and some concern about Italy. Interesting times, right? Keeps us all busy. Eric, thank you so much. Eric Nisland, he's Global Chief Economist at Unicredit, based in London, in our Bloomberg 1130 studio right here in New York City. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets. I'm Bloomberg Radio.